Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Those are some great lines. Sounds like it'd be a great book. I'm very interested. You would hate the book. Would I? It's Divergent by Veronica Roth. Why would I hate that book? You hate your YA. You hate your... I don't hate my YA. You hate females being protagonists. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Some of your favorite books are have females as... I'm I'm going off of your (laughs) earlier monologue and just... I gotta put you in this... (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I love my female protagonists right where they belong. <laughs> oh! <laughs> At the front and center of the story. <laughs> okay, we survived another day on YouTube. No. We didn't get canceled yet, buddy. Yeah. Everybody and welcome back to another Two to Ramble episode. I'm one of your hosts, Austin. And I'm the other, Richard. The other. That's all you will be known as, I'm Richard. I'm always the other. You know what we're doing today? We're cranking out that YouTube content again. Oh, yeah. Our 20 fantasy first lines. People, they didn't love it. They liked it. They liked it enough. They liked it quite a bit. <laughs> and so today we're going over 20 sci-fi book first lines. I picked the best of the best, the creme de la creme. And you know, someone in the comments there is going to say, but you didn't pick my book. And Yes, because Austin knew that, judged it, and judged your opinion poorly. And it's so that I could crank out, we could crank out a second video with 20 more. Mm. So just you wait, that part two is coming, but right now we're going we're gonna to get started with... We also did listen. There are some comments there saying like, hey, maybe have a little bit of bias here because you read the title out first before you read the line. Fair enough. However, since it's just two of us, Austin curated the list. Yep. I don't know. He's going to read the line before he says the title, so I will be as unbiased as possible. But me, I do have the lines beforehand, so you will have that full unbiased judgment. You don't know what the book is unless you've heard the line before, of course. Sure, yeah. Because we have some of the best books here. You've definitely heard some of the first lines. Mm -hmm. And how we do our tier list here, if you see on the screen here, folks, we have our S tier, our A tier, our B, C, D, F tier, and as always... We have a tier below all else. We have two gap spaces in the bottom of the bottom. Rich, you inspired this bottom tier. Terry Goodkind. I'm always down for a little uh, little dead author roasting. I'm always down. Surprisingly, that... Actually, uh, that's incorrect. I'm almost never down. This time, I'm down. You just don't like Terry Goodkind. I'm not a fan. And that's why he's our bottom tier. And so to get into that tier, you have to really hate the line. Okay. I, I will put it... Terry Goodkind level. I'm hoping that we get zero Terry Goodkind. Well, here's the, here's the first book. You ready, Rich? Give it to me. The first one is 
Oh, I can't tell you the book. Oh, Don't tell me. I book. almost screwed up already. Almost. It's this close to screwing up. I'm going to give you the line. Thank you. Damn it, Austin. Uh, like, if we weren't recording, you'd beat me right now again. And then, hey, I always keep it above the shirt line. That way the bruises don't show. That's the trick, fellas. That's not an appropriate joke. It's, okay, I don't know if you guys understand, but that's humor. That's a joke. Please don't beat your significant other and make sure that the bruises are in a place that was not visible in the common workplace environment. Also, the winter. If you do it in the winter, there's less of a chance they're going to take their shirt off for, say, swimming purposes. You know what a good friend would have done? <laughs> Stop me after he started a, a, a good friend. We'll get to the first slides eventually, I promise. A, a good friend would have helped you on Ben like, no, he didn't mean that. Or, or banter with me. Or banter with you. Dive I, into I, the controversy I, I just, with me. Let fall I, together. I, I sat there and went, how funny would it be if he just has to monologue for the next minute? <laughs> As you have a wristband of your own that looks like you were yourself yeah, in a no. fight. Like, so you're, you're just, here's the first, first, first line. You ready? I'm, I'm ready. I bet you heard this one before. Mm. It was a bright, cold day in April, and the clocks were striking 13. Thoughts? Do you know the book? It's vaguely familiar. Wow. But it must have okay. been a long time. This is good. Then you're a little bit unbiased with it. So it's the line is it was a bright cold day in April and the clocks were striking thirteen. Right now, w w I mean, as you're judging this, talk your thought process of what makes a good first line. This, these are sci-fi books as well. So what what makes a good first line? Are you looking for something that leaves you curious, something that does multiple things? I mean, all of those things. Y you want something that's moving to plot, sparks your interest, sparks your interest, and normally leaves you like, ooh, that's a cold one. Like you always want to feel a little bit like this was. It says it's a bright cold day in that's April, cool. so that's a cold one. Oh, you said cool one. I did say cold one. Oh, you did say cold one. Okay. You know, like nice, ah, like just fresh. Yeah. That that feeling you get when you have a mint and some water. Mm -hmm. That feeling. So that's that, what I want. Does that give you that feeling? It's pretty close. I'll be honest. I'm sitting somewhere between B and A. B and A. I'm okay. thinking A. A. So I what, like it. I like what, it quite a bit. What about the line do you like? I mean, everything that it's against what you would standardly expect. You know, a bright cold day in April. A little odd. April shouldn't be as cold. Then, you know, clock strikes 13. You know what? I'm I'm convincing myself back down to B, top of B tier. You heard it here first. Richard thinks that 1984's opener. Yep, <laughs> it's, it's the book. So it's a book 1984, which is yeah. more dystopian, but is classified as sci-fi. It has been a while it, since I've read that book. And it's been a long it, time. I see it a lot as these master classes of first lines, or just George Orwell himself, who wrote the mm -hmm. book, author of the book, of the the what people say about it. It was a bright, cold day in April, exactly as you pointed out. But the second part of the clocks were striking 13. So it, and it gives you that knee-jerk, oh, it's not 10, 11, 12, the 13th hour. There's a little bit of curiosity by just saying the simple phrase of There's also the very 13. common curse or not, not curses, but the mysticism. But I'm trying to get the – there's the unlucky 13 number. Yeah, yeah. So 13 is commonly referred to as like the big unlucky number. You go to a hotel, you try and go to the 13th floor. It often just doesn't exist or – they renamed it to the 14th floor. And now that you know the book 1984, it sets up the tone. It sets up what the book kind of covers, the clock striking 13. Mm -hmm. This is this is a grim, dystopian, horror-futuristic novel about what could be. Yeah. So this, I, I after saying all of that, 
I will stick with you with B. I think that some people might be angry. We're not putting it a little bit higher, but I think I think we can get some better lines out of here. George Orwell. Yeah. I mean, who's he, right? Who is that guy? Here's the second one, Rich. You ready? Alrighty. Here's the line. The drought had lasted now for 10 million years, and the reign of the terrible lizards had long since ended. S. <laughs> I love it. It's perfect. I freaking knew you'd love that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I knew you'd love this line. Now tell me, tell me why you love this line. Everything, every word is perfect. <laughs> the, the way the thes are used are just. <laughs> I'm going to say what's more. Just, Want me to say what's more? My gut reaction. Yes, give okay. it to me again. The drought had lasted now for ten million years, and the reign of the terrible lizard had long since ended. So good. The reign of. Okay, I'm like, just uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell me, tell me, talk. To okay, me. the drought has lasted so long, and the reign of the terrible lizard lizards has, has long since ended. Has long since ended. Now you can't. You've not read the book, but I bet you could guess what the book is. Okay, for anybody else out there that's thinking about what the book is, I'll tell you this: you watched the movie with me. The movie and the book were made jointly. The movie what? came out first. And then the book was written. I'll give you another. You know who the author is? No. The author is Arthur C. Clarke. Does that ring a bell? Okay. And the director of the movie was Stanley Kubrick. And the book is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh, Does it make sense now? Yeah. Oh, my God. 2001 A Space Odyssey. It came out. uh, Yep. S tier. I love it. Uh, (laughs) These videos are why we're friends sometimes, okay? Because when you said S tier, I just went, that's that's the good qualities about Richard. He he has taste sometimes. I I sometimes, I just know. I just feel it in my bones. Because you get information there. The drought lasted 10 million years. Just, okay, what? 10 million years? The reign of terrible lizards. What, what, what is this not, story even taking place? Are humans even alive? Is it about they? aliens? So many what questions. Is this? And the terrible lizards. Okay, you could have just said lizards, but terrible They're terrible lizards. lizards. Also, is it a reign of lizards? No, like, no, no. Lizards it's R-E-I-G-N, it says specifically. It's Okay. <laughs> I'm going like, is it reign of lizards? Is it... A reign that is called lizards, like the terrible, like are they a people? Is it a group? Yeah, that that homonym is for like audio only people. It's definitely R E I G N reign, but that makes it cooler. Got it. Well, Got it. Understand. Um, I think we will disagree eventually, but I'm on the agree train right now with you. S. That's it. Give it builds so many questions, and the world building it already starts with of why did you choose that sentence? Also, okay, now We're, with I'm the context, with the context of knowing. You know, rain as in, you know, rain ruling, ruling, yes, terrible lizards being dinosaurs. I get it, mm. and that's pretty great. That's yeah. a great way to introduce, you know, earth and the the rule of the terrible lizards, and then afterward, humans. I like it, mm-hmm. I like it a lot. The, the word choice of terrible lizards as well, yeah, freaking cool. Okay, now see that I like that you don't know the book beforehand, it does, it mm-hmm. does affect your opinion. Oh, yeah. So, so you ready for this? Number three. Here we go. The Red Union had been attacking the headquarters of the April 20th. I'm going to say that once more. I screwed that up. Go ahead. Okay, here we go. Uh, Also, I'm going to say two sentences for this. So just let everybody know when I'm saying the first line. If the first line is just not enough, I'll give it the extra line just to complete Mm -hmm. the thought. Okay. The Red Union had been attacking the headquarters of the April 28th Brigade for two days. The red flags fluttered restlessly around the brigade building like flames yearning for firewood. 
too many R's. Too many R's in that whole thing. Red, red headquarters, restlessly, and firewood, and flame. Like, Flames doesn't have an R. <laughs> we sound stupid. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm I'm thinking, like, bottom of B or bottom C. Bottom of B. I don't know. It just didn't grab me. It didn't grab you. So, it, the, the Red Union had been attacking the headquarters of the April 28th Brigade for two days. That's the first sentence. What if I just stopped there? The Red Union had been attacking the headquarters of the April 28th Brigade for two days. Now I don't I don't want to say this isn't a rule because I think it's a C. Well, professional authors use this all the time. I'm going to be super picky and say the had been attacking mm-hmm. that use of choice. So the Red Union had been attacking. I think here's the reason why I, I don't. I, this this is probably the reason the pro sounds this way. You know what the book is? Hmm. Three body problem, which isn't mm. it originally written in Mandarin? I believe? Yes, it's a translation. It's a translation. So some of to that. To be fair, I've mm-hmm. heard the translation is as good as you can get. Right. So, like like anything though that is written in a different language, it's not going to be as the native language as the native speakers or native. It, well, it's hard to get all of the cool literary tricks, yeah. any of the little jokes, mainly uh, gram- grammatical jokes or innuendos. Hard to do that in a translation. Mm. Can't be done, but it's just not as clever. Then where do you think this should go? You said C? C. I think so. Okay. I'll go see with you. It's and not, uh, doesn't wow me. It just is. This next one will wow you. Okay. This one is one of my personal favorites. Okay. Okay. And you know the book. As soon as I say the line. I could have become a mass murderer after I hacked my governor module, but then I realized I could access the combined feed of entertainment channels carried on the company satellites. It's just comfy. I know it, of course. It is Murderbot Diaries. All systems read by Martha Wells. These cool little novellas. And our main character is a murderbot. Us knowing and having read the book is maybe going to affect your opinion a little bit. But what do you think about that line, trying to be unbiased? I think bottom of B. It's my thought. It, it's comfort. It's really good. It's I'm enjoying it. But I'm also just, it's not going to wow me. It's not grammatically fascinating. You know what I mean? I get you. You know, I'm going to push for A here. And You're pushing here, for here's A? my defense of this one a little bit. Okay. You read it and it <laughs> gives it special weight. <laughs> yes. Besides that. That I could have become a mass murderer after I hacked my governor module, but then I realized I could access the combined feed of entertainment channels carried on the company satellites. What, the first thing that does is when we're looking at what push, what does the first line do? What should it push? Your curiosity, of course, but does it give you more in depth about the character, about the world, about the plot? Is the prose written really well and fascinating? That's another aspect of it. Does it get on your emotions that, oh, what that does for me is one, the character is very clear. Like I could have killed everybody, but I watched Netflix instead. It's that, so it gives a great character voice. So I completely understand going into who this murder bot is and what kind of novel I expect, the tone I expect. You also know I, it's a robot or android yeah. type deal. So you get information about the plot. Emotionally, it pulls that, oh, who is... That's a, such a creative That's way to like start me. it. That's like me. I also like Netflix over murdering. <laughs> yeah. That, I also would make that choice. Murderbot is literally me. <laughs> so that's why I think, I think it's just really fun. Or we can meet in the middle and go above B. Let's go top of B above 1984. How about that? How about meet, meet me there? Fair enough. You know, I did my job for you, Martha Wells. I did my job. Because this next one we have is 
here's the line. Yes, don't give me the book yet. Yeah, I, I got to remember not to do that. Here's the line. A squat gray building of only 34 stories. Over the main entrance, the words Central London Hatchery and Conditioning Center. And in a shield, the world, st- the world state's motto, Community, Identity, Stability. I really like that. Do you want me to say it once more because I butchered it a little bit? Yes, please. Okay. A squat gray building of only 34 stories. Over the main entrance, the words Central London Hatchery and Conditioning Center. And in a shield, the world's state motto, Community, Identity, Stability. Can you guess what book it is? Because you have read it. I believe it's... You've read uh, some of it. No, I've, I've read the book. It's... Uh, Oh, I have a, a Brave New World. Yes, it is Brave New World. Yeah. And knowing that you've read the book, it's it's another big dystopian. Now, I think vi- not the same, but similar to 1984. Thing is, what I love about one Brave New World and also this line mm. is that, yes, it is dystopian, but it's not heavy handed with it. Right. Like, it's just slightly off. There's little things, but where often you'll see in other dystopian novels, it's like, conformity and you know all for the state or what the the mottos the state motto is like really just totalitarian where this state motto like the world motto one that's another little subtle thing like world Mm. world motto like okay it's that's totalitarian it's the whole world but can you read off what the state the world motto was it was community identity stability that's stuff that we could have today like that's not off the top of your head, that's not a terrible motto. So it has it and, has this ominous pre, it ominously sets up these three words, these three this model that's supposed to be jarring, and it's the it's well, this dystopian world. But there are three words that are agreeable. Yes, community is great. Stability, yeah. And it's, I, it's not even just immediately awful. It's just like a it's pres- it's like yeah. a. A needling in the back of your skull, like something's slightly off, but not everything's completely wrong. It's presented in a way you could put yourself in the shoes of the citizen yeah. who gets convinced by this oppressive government. Mm-hmm. Which, and because also, we know Brave New World, but great description of the world. I just like the short, stout building. It, it, it's mm. I perfectly see it, and it also is not over heavy-handed, but gives me enough curiosity and perfectly sets up the tone of the world that they're going to describe. It's written, the prose is written in a way as if the society is writing it. Yes. A squat gray building of only 34 stories. Over the main entrance, the words, doom, doom, doom. Mm-hmm. The motto, doom, doom, doom. It's presented in that way. Yeah. It, one, it doesn't use a ton of words, but it also gives me a perfectly clear picture. And you really, the book emotionally pulled you as well. That's going to affect um, some of the thoughts, but. Sure. Where are you putting this, Rich? I think A. A tier. I was going to say B. I'll, I'll pull you up a little bit more. Pull me up. So in your standard book where you're going in expect... So often your reversal of expectations. You're, you're reading a dystopian novel and you go in expecting, oh, it's going to be grim. Oh, it's going to be awful. There's going to be terrible things and the state's going to you know march over no freedom of choice and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. This book subverts that on your head of like hey this doesn't seem that bad but something's off and that's way more curious than something being just overtly awful 
Like if they go like the ash fell from the sky. Hey, Miss Born. <laughs> yeah, People it, in the comments love that line, by the way. <laughs> it look, it's fine. Yeah. But it's heavy handed. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I get it. Things are bad. It sucks. I got it. This one, it just is a weird tingle in the back of your head of something's off. And I find that far more fascinating. Don't get me wrong. I know the book is great as well. I know mm-hmm. the prose going on is great. If we're just sticking to the first line, it feels a little cheap. A little cheap to put this in A to where it's it's a bit... It, it gets me ready, but does it wow me? Like when we're talking A and S, there needs to be several things that just go, I'm reading this now. It's a pretty high standard. But think that leads that leads to your just your instant action that maybe like then just your action heavy books get all of the A's. I think this does at a different way grabs your attention because if you mm. want just the like, hey, it wants me to read the next line. It's like I murdered him Tuesday. No, no, what I was more and saying hit the body Thursday. What I was I mean, more saying the prose itself. It does represent, I think it sets the tone perfectly, the prose, but it's nothing wowing in that the first line for Murder About Why I Thought It Was Higher pushed the character, pushed, the, the prose itself was more intriguing to me at least, that it had this juxtaposition of this to this. This prose, I guess it was too, I'm going to use the word simple. Sorry, this author's amazing, but it was a bit too one beat for me to go insane prose. I think the completely opposite of it. Where Murderbot is very much on the nose of what, saying exactly what it means. And there's not much of a confusion of what the author is saying. Does this one stretch your imagination and goes, what is this like? There, there's a bit of miscommunication. There's like, hey, who is this narrator? I'm, I think it's far more nuanced than Murderbot. Then how about together? We bring Murderbot and we bring Brave New World to A. As long as Brave New World is above Murderbot. I'll do that. And I'll convince you later. How about that? <laughs> so we'll, we'll bring those both to A. And let us know what you think of the comments about Brave New World and that, that opening line. Because I, I'm with you. It's not a bad line at all. It's a very good line. It's fantastic is what it is. Okay. It's S tier. Now, now S tier. You, you disagree with me so much. You want to, It's better. It's yeah, even better now. It's even better now. <laughs> so here's the next line. Mm-hmm. I love Thursday nights. D? <laughs> D? If we're going just my first lines, I mean, D tier, I guess. Well, so now, here's why it should, be, here's why should be higher than Brave New World. So, <laughs> <laughs> the, what this line does is it makes you think, okay, oh, it is. L- a- let me practice for a second, everybody. Let me practice if I was a politician trying to BS my way through this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what this line does, Richard. It does four words, and you know what it does so effectively? It makes you believe that it's Thursday. (laughs) The world's saying TGIF. What about TGIT, okay? (laughs) TGIT. Okay, that's what we need more of. So I love Thursday nights. Typically, people like their Fridays, their Saturdays, their Sundays, their day of rest. Why do you love your Thursdays? And not just like Thursdays. It's love. Okay, it's a teacher. I I can't. (laughs) Honestly, it is the one note you did stumble on to the one point of... Mm. Thursday is not typically a day anyone would particularly like. Yeah. So there must be something interesting 
in this person's Thursday. That is what it's going for. And also, when authors are writing books, they're, they're not writing they're not, one line. No, no, they're not writing one on. line to go, I hope we get ranked high in the Tudor Ramble episode. Yeah. So, <laughs> of course, the rest of the book is going to be written, but it's just there to set up because of par- you're not going to just read the first line. Nobody does that. They maybe expect you to read three, which I did read onwards of why he loved Thursday. It's a lot, it was great. Okay. It's great, but just leaving it to that first line. That book is Dark Matter by Blake oh, Crouch. Okay, okay. Which is a book we've that been, we, we've it's really been loved. recommended for our book club several times. If you're interested in joining us and supporting our channel, go ahead, click the Patreon link down below. We have a Discord channel once a month. It's now becoming more than once a month that we join people for book clubs. Ton of fun. Maybe Dark Matter is actually picked here in the next next uh, couple ones. Who yeah, knows? that was voted very highly for us to read with them. So yeah. But just judging on the first line, I think even F tier. Mm, I don't it think it's w- awkward. Here's it's the not, thing. It's, it's not, not I think it's below average. F, I think it's, it's actively bad. Like, there's some clunkiness to it where I'm bored to tears. There's something off. Okay. D-tier. Like, almost yeah, grammatically yeah. bad. I'm d- the reason I was saying that is I don't think we'll get much that are below it. Mm-hmm. Because we're, we're picking the best of the best sci-fi books. And it's going to be difficult to find something lower than I Love Thursday Nights. We'll, have to, we'll see. How about that? That's a D tier if we find something worse than I Love Thursday Nights. We may push it Because down. the one thing it does yeah. do is, oh, why do you love Thursday Nights? It lets you ask that question. Mm-hmm. So here's the next one, Rich. Okay, get geared up. Now, I'm going to say the first line, see what you think. But then I will say the whole paragraph if you want me to for more context. Okay, so we didn't give that, we didn't give that to Dark Matter, but we're going to give it to this one. Exactly. Good. Do you know okay. how? Do you oh, know how? Right? It's it's science fiction. So th- this is why I'm doing this for one. Everything, this whole, it's fiction. This is our world. We it get, is. We get to create this, this video. This is how not like. a democracy. Things are not even. Things are not fair. This is his line. We, it is our, this is our dictatorship. We do what we want. Oh, you didn't say your line? I didn't say my line. Ah, you subverted expectations. Yep. I was going to say it again, but I decided not to. Ah. Let's go for it. Here's the line, okay? <laughs> yeah. There is one mirror in my house. Yeah, that's definitely one where I'm like, I gotta know the next sentence. So that's why I'm saying, want me to say the full paragraph? Sure, let's break the rules. I read this book, you have not, by the way. I'll be honest, I would put it on the same level as Dark Matter. For right now, okay. For right now, if we're just going on basic first line, fair enough. We will judge on that, but here's the context. There is one mirror in my house. It is behind a sliding panel in the hallway upstairs. Our faction allows me to stand in front of it on the second day of every third month, the day my mother cuts my hair. Those are some great lines. Sounds like it'd be a great book. I'm very interested. But first line stays with dark matter. Is it <laughs> it's a, a D. Above or below dark matter? Slightly above. There's one mirror in my house leads to more questions of why there's I one mirror. I think so. Okay. I'm, I'm more interested in why there's one mirror in your house. I'm very much with you. You would hate the book. Would I? It's Divergent by Veronica Roth. Why would I hate that book? You hate your YA. You hate your... I don't hate my YA. You hate females being protagonists. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Some of your favorite books have females as... I'm I'm going off of your earlier (laughs) monologue and just... I gotta put you in this... (laughs) Yeah, no. I I love my female protagonists right where they belong. (laughs) Oh! At the front and center of the story. <laughs> okay, we survived another day on YouTube. No. We didn't get canceled yet, buddy. Yeah. Uh, imagine as you, with your wrist, 
<laughs> so uh, I'm with you right above Dark Matter. No, I read Divergent. Okay. And it became did you you know it became movies as well. Oh uh, yeah. It's very I've much heard not good movies. The reason you wouldn't like act, the actual reason why you wouldn't like it, it's well the real reason you don't like the movies because female main character. Thanks for dishing it back. Yeah. <laughs> so the the books themselves, uh, books are always typically um, well. Let me try to remember because I read them a long time ago. I do remember not liking the movies. I remember reading Divergent and going because I was very much into those Hunger Games, the Divergence. The I was going off of Percy Jackson, the YA dystopian because Divergent set up in this world where you could pick I think four or five different factions, and it kind of felt like. I think it was something similar to Maze Runner, right? Yeah, Maze Runner. It's in that same genre. It's very much teenage YA. That's why you wouldn't like it, especially now. Maybe you would have liked it once, but your taste is not YA. It's not like, oh, it's not good anymore. It's more of a You've your outgrown taste it. change. You've outgrown yeah. Uh, and same thing happens with one of our favorite books growing up. We had one of the favorite, our favorite oh, series yeah. is Pendragon. Pendragon. I, I remember, loved it. I binged through those 10 books. And because we were talking about it, I looked up the first chapter just to bring me back to my childhood and read the first chapter of Pendragon, and it was miserable. Mm. Just because it's written for a sixth grader. It's not <laughs> written for me, which, of course, so sixth grade me loves Pendragon. Yeah. But eighth grade me now. Yeah, eighth grade reading level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eighth grade you, you got it. So, I got it. I'll pick it up. So Diversion will put D. D tier. Yeah. Now, here's the next one, Rich. Okay. Okay. A merry little surge of electricity piped by automatic alarm from the mood organ beside his bed awakened Rick Deckard. B. B tier. That's good. No discussion. I don't think there's much of a discussion. Like it's good. What's the what's the book? The book is Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick. Ah, wonderful. And that is the book that inspired Blade Runner or was adapted into Blade Runner, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I honestly, I've been wanting to do a comparison video about it where we go over the book, movie, and also the sequel to kind of see what their link is. Yeah. It's an adaptation, but it's kind of like, I think, a loose adaptation. Loose adaptation, okay. As far as I know. Well, let's let's put it in B, not discuss it at all. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. How about uh, right below 1984? All right. Okay. Next book, not the title, the line. You ready? Mm-hmm. A beginning is the time for taking the most delicate care that the balances are correct. I do know this one. What book so is I this, already Rich? know that. I believe this is Dune. Am I yes, right? Yes. By Frank Herbert. Yes, Dune. The Dune. <sighs> It sets it up for exactly what it's going to be, but I know that this first line is not for everyone. Why you know do you I mean? say that? Yeah, go on. That. I can see, like, our roommate, Justin. He would read that and throw the book across the room, knowing that he would be in for a hard time. He'd throw it at you specifically. Yeah, no, he would hate it. Absolutely hate it. He needs his Percy Jackson simple understanding. I get it as soon as it's being read. Mm. This one is like, oh, I'm in for a, like, I'm not going to understand a lot. Like this, a lot of stuff's going to go over my head for a while until I get it. Yeah. Could you read the line one more time for me? A beginning is the time for taking the most delicate care that the balances are correct. Yeah, I'm I'm in for some math and political intrigue and battle. Like, yeah. What do you think of the line? Well, 
let's critique the most well-known sci-fi book ever. Yeah. Why not, right? I have not read Dune yet. Mm -hmm. So if I picked up this book and I read, a beginning is the time for taking the most delicate care that the balances are correct. I would expect... I would expect what I think Dune is from I saw the movie, of course, is the same. And from discussions about it, Mm -hmm. it sets me up for Dune. Is it a blow my mind first line? No. But I think it's a very good B. I think it's in that 1984 range of it sets it up perfectly. There's nothing to write home. It's not your Terry Pratchett. No. No. But it is. Let's put it right between Do Android's Dream and 1984. How about that? Okay. Let's put it right there. Because this next one. Ready for the line. Give it to me. Light. The light of that murdered son still burns me. (laughs) Well, I do know this one. It's from the Empire of Silence, which is what we are currently reading for book club for the month of December. I'm enjoying the book so far, by the way. I like, I'm liking it. Do you like this line? line? I mean, hey, you got that shock and surprise. Death of a son. Like, ooh. Yeah. Read to me one more time, though. Light. That's it. That's the technical first line. <laughs> so I, that, I had to cheat for this one. The first line, okay. the first two lines are light. The light of that murdered son still burns me. What do you think of the light? I really like it. It's, I, I would put it top of C or bottom. You know, I'd put it somewhere in B probably because it is, it's very much the light of that murdered son still burns me. It gives, gives you that you, curious nature, but it also doesn't, it's hitting you over the head. It's not that weird nuance of, say, something like Brave New World. It leads to questions, for sure. And having murdered son, I'm going, oh, so what society, how did this world, what happened in this universe that son was murdered? So it does this thing of pulling a question. But when we're talking about great first lines mm-hmm. and being asshole critics that's what we're doing on this thing we have to play into the role so if we're doing that it's one of those things that asks a question prompts a question but it doesn't do the multiple things doesn't go oh i'm also thinking about the character i'm also thinking about the writing itself because i'm feeling c then no no let's let's still give it bottom b let's be nice bottom b yeah Hmm. he said it's pretty it's a cool concept it gets the cool factor it does have cool the cool. rule of cool is always good. It is. And the the reason I'm saying this is I'm trying to give, I'm trying to be a little bit more prose focused as well, which is why I was looking at Brave New World. Definitely sets up the tone, definitely sets up a lot to for the book. Mm-hmm. I was kind of looking for a, a line of prose that makes you really think about the way it was worded, like that Terry, Terry Pratchett-esque prose mm-hmm. that makes you think about the phrase again, or it's worded really cleverly. If we're really harshing on this first line, that does a lot. It brings you to the plot. It's a Great question, curious question, but does it do more than that? No, no. Yeah, you are right. So let's let's go bottom B. Give me bottom B after I was the one critiquing that so much. Fair enough. Okay. Here we go. The next line, Richard. I've watched through his eyes. I've listened through his ears, and I tell you, he's the one. Do you know the book? I don't think I know this book, and I quite like this line. I'm going with. A personally, a. oh, I, I did not expect that. I really you. like the line. You really do. It has the cure. It does get me to think about it a few more times. Want to read it one more time for me? I've watched through his eyes. I've listened through his ears, and I tell you, he's the one. The very first thing That's it does simple, is it tells you it's a chosen one trope. Sure, 
it's getting right off the bat. This is your Neo. This is your Matrix. This is a chosen one. Get ready for a journey. You have read the book. We've both read the book. Oh. Ender's Game. I knew it. I, I knew I'd like it. <laughs> Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card. It's I've watched through his eyes. I've listened through his ears. And I tell you, he's the one. I do have to disagree with The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That being a though, really, yeah, it's it's a, another good first line. But I really like. Okay, yeah, it's on top of. Up. It's not that I've watched him. I, he's the one. It's I've seen through his eyes. I've mm-hmm. listened through his ears. I'm telling you, he's the one. It does have that three. I'm, what do you call it? The three beat structure of going. Dun, it, dun, dun. It's rhythmically sound. It feels good saying it. Then there's the. The technical question of one, how are you watching through his eyes, listening through his ears, not just listening to him, but like through his own body. I, I start getting a bit more quizzical about that. And then of course he is the one I think it's just a great setup. He is the one for what? Because that could be many different things. The one for the one for you, the one the one to end it all, the one to save us that you don't know. I think all structured together, it's super short, and it does a lot in a very short amount of time. I agree with everything you said. Okay. I, I do. But hey. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I guess you agree. I agree with everything you said. I guess I'm just being harsher on where we put it on the scale. Hmm. I think it is great. It does do all of that. But I'm looking for, I'm looking for something to floor us, Rich. Okay. There, that, that is good. Mm. It's the, what that line does, if I'm being, man, what has happened to me today? I'm just, oh. You're are you losing some of your hair? Is your <laughs> hair falling out? <laughs> I have I am become you. And so when I've watched through his eyes, I've listened through his ears, and I tell you he's the one. Also, I, who's he, who's it 
they I'm totally with to. you. The maybe my the only negative thing it does for me is okay, it's it it prompts the question of this is a chosen one story right away, which as it should. Maybe a part of me is thinking, Oh, I've I've read this before, although Under's Game is a great book and very unique. If I if I'm just reading that first line, I'll go, I've read the chosen one. Okay, he's the one. I'm focusing on the uh he's the one, he's the one to save the world, he's the one. He, Chosen one tropes can be done phenomenally, but maybe it just gives that little bias I have of I've I've read this before. It's the little thing that goes on in my head. Yes, it's written well, but that prompt it does prompt that to me. Does it not do that for you? Not really. Okay. I I, I guess I maybe maybe I just like the chosen one trope more. I'm not as bothered by it. I've read plenty of fantasy and sci-fi with it in it now, but it has a bunch of other, like that's the last thing I'm thinking about. Ah. That's the last thing in the what what's the first thing that comes to mind? I mean mainly watch through his eyes, listen through his ears. Mm-hmm. Those are the things I pick up on and then it's who who is this person talking to? Got it. And then the one the one for what? Mm. What exactly? Because maybe this is good where it comes that you don't have the book title's name because me yeah, seeing Ender's certainly. game knowing it was Ender's game didn't that wasn't as surprising hearing that line because I focused on the I tell you he's the one the ending part yeah and I'll my thought with that was in what capacity right because without knowing the title you're going ooh where's this go so that's fair okay you have the more more unbiased party in this because me hearing that last line going I'll tell you he's the one and knowing it's Ender's game I know exactly what where it's going Mm -hmm. so you know you want to go A with this though bottom of A really yeah. Oh my god, that's high. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's Ender's Game. It's not the book. We're not rating the book. We're rating the, the I line. I know. And the line's good. You're saying it's better than 1984's line. I really don't think so. The clock strikes 13. No. It doesn't do more than that. You are right. It's better than... It's not as Let's, good as... We, we'll put it above Dune. How about that? Fair enough. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, this is so important. It's like, please! Just put, it, this matters so much. Just put it between. <laughs> okay. Here's the next one. Mm-hmm. It was a pleasure to burn. Can I throw a little bias before you say a word? I'm going like, okay. First thing off the top of my head. Classic sci-fi. Burning. I think this is Fahrenheit 451. It is. Yes. Okay. Yes. There we go. I, I did get it. Good, yeah. I like it. I want the next line. <laughs> I feel like I need it. This, to me, I'm going to go against what I said for both Dark Matter and Divergent. Dark Matter had the, I love Thursdays. Yeah. Divergent had the, there's one mirror in my house. Those really short lines are hard to get high because you're trying to accomplish a lot in one sentence. The, it was a pleasure to burn, uses that economy of words, but in the best way it can to me. It was a pleasure to burn. Yeah, have that is an oxymoron. That does enough to bur- it uses the burn, burn. No one likes burning, but it was a pleasure to burn. So w- without knowing it's Fahrenheit four fifty one, mm-hmm. that does a lot more than the other shorter lines do because it's opposites. It's it's giving you an emotion you wouldn't put together with burning. That's fair enough. Um, do you want to say? Put it right next to let's put it right next to Empire of Silence, which was about uh, the son getting murdered. 
I think it's. I would almost say it's better than that because it does it with less words. And do it, do it above. Do Android's dream of electric sheep as well, because that one was a merry little surge of electricity piped by automatic alarm from the mood organ beside his bed awakened Rick Deckard. I like that one more. You do. It gives me a little bit more sense of whimsy, or not, not whimsy, but the mood organ. It gives you some world building. It gives you. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm feeling a little bit more. All right, that we'll one. put it right below that. We'll, we'll put it there. So that that was four hundred four fifty one by Ray Bradbury. A bunch of mm-hmm. people. You have to read that in high school for required reading in some states. Yeah. So here's the next one, Rich. This, I'm gonna be biased, is freaking S tier. I'm gonna say it before I say the line. Okay. This okay, and I have to say the three sentences because it's the full thought. I have to. Okay. Breaking the rules. Breaking the rules because it is the complete thought. How to explain, how to describe, even the omniscient viewpoint quells. <laughs> so that does something to me. Uh, that does something for me. Oh, I'm I'm trying I You know the book. Oh Lord, we did this for a book club too. Fire Upon the Deep? Yes, by Werner Vinge. Yes. yes. A Fire Upon the Deep. I don't know about S, but I'm definitely on... I'm between A and S. I love it. I love the line. I love it so much. What's our other our other S tier? 2001 A Space Odyssey. About the terrible <laughs> lizards. That's a fantastic first line. I... Give me your... I, I talk too much on... I gave you the bias. Tell me why you like it, but don't love it enough. Okay. One, I do feel bad that we're breaking the rules. Mm-hmm. It's three lines. But you're right. It is one complete thought, I guess. It's not like we're moving on to something separate. Otherwise, the first line would be how to explain. Yeah, and it doesn't. It how to, ex- doesn't how to explain fair. is an F tier, a Terry Good kind tier. Like, there's nothing else there to yeah. judge. <laughs> but how to explain. Say it one more time for me. How to explain. How to describe. Even the omniscient viewpoint quells. I just feel smart when you hear the omniscient viewpoint quails. Whenever you see a Q in literature, you just go, wow, they know language. They, they know more than me. They <laughs> used all 26 letters of the alphabet. <laughs> oh. I don't know too much else to say, but it just is. It has the rhythm. It has the proper rhythm of your um, just like Ender's Game. And what was some of the other ones that had that, that good rhythm? Um, he doesn't want a space odyssey had the rhythm to it. Um, the should, well, Ender's game, you're saying that I watched through his eyes, listened through his ears, and I tell you he's the one that, yeah, good rhythm. This has the rhythm how to explain, how to describe, even the omniscient viewpoint quails because you have the pattern, pattern of how to explain, how to describe. So, boom, boom, and then the third boom gives you the same thing, but a little bit extra. Mm-hmm. Why I love this line with all my heart, give it to me. This is the omniscient narrator. Talking. It's going how to explain, how to describe even the omniscient viewpoint quells. We are listening to the author who knows everything. They're telling us the story. And not even the omniscient author can tell the reader and explain what is happening. It is that unfathomable, unfathomable, fathomable list, whatever the the pre thing to that is. This, to me, gets me so ready and so invested in what the hell can't this omniscient narrator explain to me? The question that pulls for me, and also the neat trick of what, when you're reading an omniscient viewpoint, for mm-hmm. you're, you're able to see everything. It's really, I think it's a very hard thing to do. The, what you see a lot of fantasy novels or the novels we read are that limited 
just a limited viewpoint of we only know what the characters know. Yeah. And so getting the author who knows everything and knows everything that's about to happen and starting off the book with how dire this is and that sense of urgency it pulls, it doesn't help that I read the book and I, I love the first chapter and I love the prologue, so that doesn't help with my biasy. But this pulls... So this has a high bar of it has to completely invest me in the question it's asking because it doesn't do anything else crazy. Sure. It's simple, but simply simple simplicity done perfectly. You just don't like what I... My my speaking patterns are awful today. Yeah. (laughs) Your speaking pattern is awful today? Always. Always. (laughs) So that's why I love it so much. But I I will capitulate and I will say top of A with you. Fair enough. Going above Brave New World. I, I will take that from you. Nope, you already you already agreed. I don't like you that. already agreed. Uh, mm, next one, next one. They're at least close. <laughs> Here we go. His name was Gal Dornick, and he was just a country boy who had never seen Trantor before. See, that almost feels like the definition of a C. Like it's simple, doesn't do too much, doesn't ask me too many questions, but tax on that last little like what's that word mean you want me, 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 me tell you the author go ahead isaac asimov <laughs> so isaac asimov so, i think is my mom's favorite sci-fi not author. just that notorious so i'm sorry mom <laughs> the opposite of notoriously famously one of the greatest sci-fi most influential sci-fi authors ever which is why it's difficult to judge these first lines so without you knowing the author, yeah. without you knowing the book, the book title's foundation. It's yeah. foundation by Isaac Asimov, who is a genius. But judging just the first line, because this is a YouTube video, uh, it is okay. Anybody listening, you can't you can't tell us that that Isaac Asimov <laughs> line is holy crap. We're not judging <laughs> the book. We're judging the line. We're judging his character as well. Yeah, his person, his moral standing. That's what we're judging. Let's go bottom C because you're right. Reading that line once more, his name was Gal Dornick and he was just a country boy who had never seen Trantor before. Two questions of a, it's an odd name and what's Trantic before. Like, And sure. because this is a classic book, it's so old. It has that line of he was a country boy who had never seen Trantor before. It's probably one of those early versions of the farm boy trope of the country. Mm. Obviously, that's been done long before that. But that seeing that today and going, you know, just the farm boy who had never seen Middle Earth before, whatever world, never seen Roshar before. (laughs) Imagine opening it up like that. So Way of Kings, you start reading and go, Kaladin was a little farm boy who had never seen the Shattered (laughs) Plains before. Yeah. It's not the way to start that. Again, this is a classic book. Just judging the first time with you on C. Okay. You ready for this next one? I'm ready. Here we go. I, I one of these times I'm gonna say you're ready for the next one. You just go nope and then leave. That that would be. <laughs> I'm kind of done with these. Videos. Time for tea. <laughs> Here we go. I am by birth a Genovese. Am I saying that right? Okay, I'll say, I'll start again. I am by birth a Genovese, and my family is one of the most distinguished of that republic. I can't. I'm definitely saying that wrong, and it's it's one of the most. I'll, I'll whoa, go ahead. Why are you tilting your head like that? It's okay. It's fine. Uh, top of D. I think we're gonna get a big bias toward classics here because this is fucking this is Frankenstein. Oh shoot! 
by Mary Shelley. I messed up. It's, it is the <laughs> sci-fi book, and it started the genre, essentially. Yeah, that's not... Oh, I look stupid. No, I look stupid by saying that G word wrong, because... Yeah, you do. Then how do you I want to blame you. So, how about you say it? I am by birth of... I don't have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I get to put all the blame on you. Again, though, I think these classics are going to get uh, a negative t- for some reason in... It's just because what we're used to. It's not. It's not necessarily that writing is universally uh, appreciated throughout. Like you can appreciate writing, but each age has their time, yep. and so there's stuff that modern age we're just not going to really understand or appreciate. It's insanely influential. It yeah. is incredible. But just judging, I am by birth a Genovese, and my family is one of the most distinguished of that republic. Doesn't do much else for you. For pulling you in. No. But when you read the book, for sure. <laughs> it so, also inspired, it, it, you know, that movie, uh, that book is the inspiration for Young Frankenstein. And love that. that's one of the best movies ever. So. so let's put it above Diversion so we don't get people too angry. Fair enough. Wait, but let's put it below Diversion. <laughs> Just do it for fun. <laughs> there we go. Good. Je- I want to read them back to back here and tell me which one you actually like more. Okay? All right. Give it to me. I am by birth a Genovese, and my family is one of the most distinguished of that republic. Or, there's one mirror in my house. Yeah, I like that one more. We're <laughs> <laughs> putting diversion at. You heard it here first. Richard likes diversion I'm more than sorry. Frankenstein. I'm a dumb dumb. I like simple things. I'm too stupid to fully appreciate I, the magic. I take back what I said. It's not that you don't like female protagonists. You don't like female authors. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I, I just inherently know when a woman is writing it. I'm just like, oh, God, it just feels wrong and icky. Gross. Can't deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Next slide, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good luck to me. All right. And the myriadic... Oh God, okay. In the myriadic year of our Lord, the 10,000th year of the King Undying, the kindly prince of death, Gideon, Nav packed her sword, her shoes, and her dirty magazines, and she escaped from the House of the Ninth. I do know this one. It's right in the name, yeah. It's Gideon right in the, the Ninth. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It's a fun book. Wait, you, you, how the hell did you figure that out? I know, it's amazing. How did I know that one? Wow. Okay, my bias coming through here. Mm-hmm. I like it, but I'm also, here's the thing, the back of the book is a better first line than this book. What? Other than the book's line. What's the back of the book say? Like, I'm, here, yeah. Here's the book right here, look at that. Whoa. Yeah. There you go. So, read the line again. In the myriadic year of our Lord, the 10,000th year of the ki- King Undying, the kindly prince of death, Gideon, Gideon Nav, packed her sword, her shoes, and her dirty magazine, said she escaped from the house of the night. Now, how about this one? I'm ready. The emperor needs necromancers. The ninth necromancer needs a swordswoman. Gideon has a sword, some dirty magazines, and no more time for undead nonsense. That's a great line. Honestly, replace the first line. <laughs> you could... That makes me think worse of this one. Yeah. That's so much cooler. That's what... I... Okay, I read the back of this book. Okay, so, okay. my process for yeah. buying this book mm-hmm. was going, that's a cool cover. Cool. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. Yep, they see it. Yeah. They see it. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Light. There we... uh, they see yeah, it. Yeah. Cool cover. And I was like, okay, let's pick up the back of the book. And I read that, and I was like, that looks fun. I know exactly what I'm going to get. And it's going to be a ton of fun. And it was right. It was fun. It was a good book. That's good. Yeah. 
But the first line. What do first, you think of that? First line's not as good as that. So, mm. what do you think? Bottom of. I'm thinking between top of D. It's real. It's not eh. below Frankenstein. Yeah, let's do that. Out of respect. Out of respect. Out of respect. Let's do it. <laughs> Here's the next one. Ready for this? Yep. Far out in the uncharted backwaters of the unfashionable end of the western spiral arm of the galaxy lies a small, unregarded yellow sun. Is this Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? It absolutely is. Yes, I'm getting these. I'm now, feeling good. <laughs> I've got to do this, Rich. Can I please read the second sentence? Go ahead. Can, I, can we please be by? Okay, before you read it, for the audience at home, mm-hmm. I already really like it because here it does one thing. Tell me. It sets you up of this whole big, massive journey, and then it immediately shrinks you down to, like, you immediately know it's the Earth. And so I love that perspective it puts me in of i'm thinking this grand space opera journey and then just kind of zapped on back down to where we are a little little tiny earth little sun little yellow sun love that already it's b puts me already it's minimum b minimum minimum we're judging on the first two lines because the first two lines makes us in us okay Uh, no question democracy is cringe we don't follow the rules he finally said it here we go so here's the full Two sentences. Oh, Give it to me. So lovely. Hitchhiker's Guide by Douglas Adams, of course. Far out in the uncharted backwaters of the unfashionable end of the western spiral arm of the galaxy lies a small, unregarded yellow sun. Orbiting this at a distance of roughly 98 million miles is an utterly insignificant little blue-green planet whose ape-descended life forms are so amazingly primitive that they still think digital watches are a pretty neat idea. <laughs> It's it's the closest you can get to Terry Pratchett. It is. It's the American version of Terry. Not not even American. No, he's also British. He's also British. I was just thinking, like, man, British are just better than us. Like, they're better. Well, duh, Englishmen. It's almost like Shakespeare was English instead of. It's not fair. They they have an advantage by inventing the language. Yeah, I'm a little upset. What, like, they get Shakespeare and Douglas Adams and Tolkien and Terry Pratchett. Who do we get? Like, who? Who's Robert the... Jordan? Isn't he one of your... We're talking about sci-fi. <laughs> We're talking sci-fi. <laughs> Isn't your favorite author? <laughs> yeah. Robert... <laughs> I feel like your opinions change on your mood. <laughs> Yeah, I am not bound by what I say and feel. I can feel and say what I want, and that changes throughout the day. That's fair. Or the minute. That's fair. You come back to me and say, like, oh, you put this line above this line. Well, that was me then. Go ask him. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> Go ask him. Just <laughs> imagine. Okay, so let's let's be fair and really judge it on the first line if we can. I'll try. I already really like the first line. How about... Above, yeah, all above Murderbot, right below Brave New World. Yeah, if we're putting in the second line, I think I'd agree with you, S tier. Yeah, I really love it. But trying to contain ourselves to like, because it is one complete thought. The mm-hmm. first one is a line on its own. Some of the other ones were the um, the one that you kind of cheated with and gave the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. That's it. It's honestly fair to judge it. Uh, with the three lines, because it is the one complete thought that you're supposed yeah. to set with, versus 
those are two lines. Those are two different lines, but it is more of the complete paragraph thought. Sure. I do highly recommend Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That was a fun time for us. We, uh, yeah. We both read it for the first time where we listened to it. Mm-hmm. We were driving up for something. We were in the car for how many hours? Driving? Four hours, something like that. Yeah. But two ways. So Two ways, it yeah. Was, it was enough to finish the book. Yeah. And so we listened to this book all the way in the car, and that was a great time. That was a fantastic read. I have still today not cried laughing ever like I have with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Almost it's, having to pull over because I was yeah. cracking up. It's hilarious, it, and it's got a great message. I remember for a lot of the book, you were going like, oh, man, what, what is that? You were just so confused and like going, yeah. I feel like this book is not that good. And then it all just pays off. And yeah. Went, yeah. Oh, God. That's it, exactly how I felt. It, just, it felt like it slapped you, like, ha-ha. You, joke's on you for believing things matter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so good. Now we've got this next one. Okay. Have I read it? <laughs> what, what do you think? <laughs> I like how you did translate what I was trying to say. <laughs> I somehow knew. You, I'm pretty sure you read this. I don't know exactly what you think about this book, though. Mm. Let's see. Okay. When I wake up, the other side of the bed is cold. I like that line a lot. Like a lot, a lot. That's really? at least B. Wow. Honestly, just simple. I completely get it. To understand, I want to read more. Like yeah. it implies, like yeah, there was a death on. It's I think one of the best. That's the best way I've heard. Like recent loss, and it's done in such. It's not that there was a loss. It's the constant waking up, and this isn't the first time. So it's. A death that has been around a while. This is so freaking fascinating. I, I really love this line. It's simple, but it implies a lot of long-term sorrow and the monotony of daily life without the significant other. Wow. I love the way we're doing this where you don't know the book. What? Because it's not about a death. Oh. At all. I don't know this book then? You do know the book. Oh. I don't... Can you guess? Take a guess. Take a shot. I, I don't know. You're trying to get to be the... I, <laughs> <laughs> what is it? The Hunger Games. Oh. By Suzanne Collins. It's a good first line. It's a fantastic first line. Now, what the actual chapter one is going through is the other side of the bed's cold because Prim, her sister, went walked out of bed uh, during the middle of the night or something. Mm. It wasn't there because they had something in the same bed. So her little sister... Oh, still good, but uh, I, think, I like it. It, <clears throat> it intrigued me. A tier, though? Above 1984? Above Dune? Above... It's simple, but it grabbed me. You read Hunger Games, right? Yeah, what, a what long thought, time ago. Yeah, what are your thoughts on it? It's good. It's good for what it is. I, I really like it, too. It's yeah. honestly perfectly, tar- perfectly targeted for their demographic. Captured a lot of people's imagination. It's great. I mean, the movie... It's, little frustrating that that book sparked so many Hunger Games clones, and then those got kind of tiring. But other than that... Uh, are you making fun of you? Red Rising? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a 
post on me. I don't even think you intentionally meant it. I did it not intend it. You, you didn't I even did intend it. You didn't intend it. You took it that way. I didn't take it that just way. Just because you're generally mean-spirited, okay? That's not my fault. It's just the way you said it, it didn't even look like you registered that you were making fun of Red Rising without no, even. You're I so didn't. good at making fun of me. <laughs> it's so secondhand to you that you didn't even realize it hurt so much. <laughs> That's awful. You go, it inspired, you know, so many clones. And then you're moving on talking about. Yeah, I was assuming like there's other stuff that it feels like a clone of. There were other YA books. Red Rising's definitely inspired by Hunger Games. Yeah, now that I think about it, yeah, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. So sad. Uh, where do you think this first line should go? Uh, I'm going to say maybe above Ender's Game. Above Ender's Game? Yeah. I'll, I'll join you with that. Because I thought you were going to go A. I think that's way more acceptable to have it above Ender's Game there. Though All I right? really like it. So Yeah, solid. Now this next one. We've mm-hmm. got two more to go through. You ready? Yep. For You're going to know it as soon as I say the first, the second word. Okay. The Hegemony Council. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. I do. I, I knew it. What's this book? This is Hyperion. Yes. By Dan Simmons. Yes. You Give me love. the full line. Give okay. me the full Which we both wrote Hyperion. Okay. I'm already saying yes to you because I'm biased and I do what I want. But give me the line anyway. The Hegemony Consul sat on the balcony of his ebony spaceship and played Rachmaninoff's prelude in C-sharp minor on an ancient but well-maintained Steinway while great green Saurian things surged and bellowed in the swamps below. Okay, I just want to lay this out here. Lay this out. I remember where I was when I read this line, and I knew I was in for a time. Oh. This line, I, I honestly, I'm transported back to when I first read this, and I just knew I was like, oh, I'm going to have to read this. Like, I had to do a double take of, okay, break this down. Yeah. Sci-fi book, spaceship, the ebony uh, wood. Like, is it black? Is it, is it more wooden flavor? I'm kind of curious on this. Then the music, classical music, the well-maintained piano. How old is this piano? It's a Steinbeck, but it's sci-fi world. Is it? Did it continue on? Is this an ancient piece? I don't know. And just, I was floored. I, I loved it. It did everything that I want. What is he waiting for? Why is he playing music in the spaceship? Everything's perfect. It's great. S tier. I love it. Put it up there. Above or uh, below 2001? Above. Above. Up there. I love it. Can I give my thoughts? I don't think I like your thoughts. Okay, let's put them out here. <laughs> let's no, give me your thoughts. Uh, 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 <laughs> you're messing it up. Uh, uh, no, we're back. Okay. <laughs> my thoughts are, it's absolutely beautiful. It's perfect. I want to say it once more because it's that beautiful. Mm-hmm. I hope I do it justice. The hegemony console sat on the balcony of his ebony spaceship and played Rachmaninoff's prelude in C-sharp minor on the ancient but well-maintained Steinway while great green saurian things surged and bellowed in the swamps below here's what that sentence does that none of the other sentences did okay made you go get a dictionary <laughs> that's what it did that's what i did i i literally read the line and went dude i'm gonna go get my dictionary i put it down i was like 
oh, this is not a casual read. This is a professional read. <laughs> dude, dude made me take an entire two years, sem- like two semesters worth of English literature just to <laughs> oh, go back and understand this this line. Do, do you understand? I was I sat down to read the book, yeah. opened it, read that first line, and went. Put it back to. I gotta go get my little dictionary. Let me and go. I went and go grab my dictionary. I have a pocket dictionary. So wait, I literally had to go grab that and I used it. Some some it. yeah. So, uh, some people reading this that are listening in are going. There's two two different kinds of people we got from the last fantasy ones. Where mm-hmm. some of our lines that we loved that were very descriptive were there was too much for people. What I think I think this would satisfy both ends mm-hmm. of the spectrum where it it's seems wordy but the word efficiency with everything used is just on point he could he could have used so much more to describe the same thing and what this sentence does that none of the others do on this list why it's perfect it sets you in the setting you could imagine the entire picture the visualization there of where our character is and his entire surroundings we don't know the plot reason of like why is he there because it's just one one line. But the visualization this does above all else, it gives you what music is playing. It gives you what our character is doing, where he is, as opposed to everything else around him. To do that in one freaking sentence. Also, you get a lot about the character, like this calm on the balcony oh, character my. listening to the. So clearly, a person who has fine things. Yes. So you're expecting a certain level of class or wealth, absolutely, and then. Not just expensive, but ancient and well-maintained. So mm. something like that implies like the care for history. Like mm. something sets him apart. That it, it it's definitely a unique aspect of a cipher world where it's not a futuristic. They have their futuristic technology, but also a very ancient piece of hardware using yeah. well-maintained. That's. Mm. It gives you a lot about the character. It gives you a lot about the world. I would say then it does four of our five categories then. It does the, well, emotion, because you feel something with yeah. it. But character-wise, describing these things, saying it's well-maintained, gives you the presence of this character. The world-building it does. The, um, what was oh, the word efficiency. The, the, the word pros. efficiency, the pros being there. And also the, the, the word efficiency, but also the pattern of it and not feeling too wordy. The only thing it doesn't do it's plot. It's plot because and it doesn't need to. Not particularly. It's, it's setting up the scene, so it doesn't. We don't know what exactly is going on, but it begs the question of, okay, <laughs> the tone is set. So for the plot, for the world, the yeah. tone is set, and we're putting this S tier. This is the best one yet. Yep. And it's going to be tough because we have one more to go over. Okay. Before we go to our part two, of course. Yep. This is the last one. This is number twenty. Here we go. Let's see. Does it beat Hyperion for you? I doubt it. I looked at my notes and I didn't like them. Can I say the second sentence? You better, because if not, the first Terry Pratchett. <laughs> this is the first Terry good kind, I mean. You almost said Terry Pratchett? Uh, Watch your mouth. <laughs> Terry Pratchett's above ass. That's yeah. the next year. Here we go. I looked at my notes and I didn't like them. I'd spent three days at U.S. Robots and might as well have spent them home with the encyclopedia Tolerica. Just because we got to end it spicy. Terry Goodkind level. Terry Goodkind? Terry Goodkind. I once again, sir, will tell you the author. Yep, I'm going to hurt. It's the second time I brought up Isaac Asimov. (laughs) If 
no one knows, Rich Richard's mom loves Isaac Asimov. Oops. And not just that, Isaac Asimov is a legend. I know. But and both of his lines, you unironically, without being prompted, didn't know it was Isaac Asimov. I like him. Disliked them both. Man, I'm gonna really. I actually haven't read Foundation to my mother's chagrin. Do you know what this book is from Isaac Asimov? No, I Robot. Oh, loved the movie with Will Smith. Yeah, I liked it. That's probably such a disgrace that people read the book. Yep, it <laughs> most definitely is. It, the, the movie's probably awful com- in comparison. I have heard. Most people like generally like the movie. Did well they? Enough. Okay. Like, yeah, no, it's like the book lovers don't love it, love it. Yeah, yeah. But it still is like pretty good. Okay. For ad- like, there are much worse adaptations out there. Oh yeah, way worse. So but, we can't put this Terry Good kind. F. Okay. <laughs> Isaac Asimov, you've been officially <laughs> officially rambled. Officially a rambled. <laughs> We're going to go into part two, and part two, I'm starting us off in the next one with my personal S-tier favorite that's better than Hyperion. Ooh, you better look out for it, because I doubt it. And you know why I said that out loud? To clickbait him? I'm doing my best now to be very YouTube-oriented and to get Mm, people very interested in Getting smart. We're getting the presenter. The presenter side? I'm not kidding, though. It is my favorite. Well, all of you guys have to wait for I don't know how many weeks till the next one comes out. And I get to find out in two minutes. Oh, let's record that. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.